and welcome back to the In the Can Podcast. As always, I'm Devin, and I'm here with James and Tom. And well, we've been talking about a lot of really good Oscar films and like the best movies of the year and that kind of stuff. Let's uh completely pivot away from that and go to what are the crap that came out in ni- or 2019? <laughs> Love the way you put that. Let's go. You are welcome. Let's go to the negative flip side. Yeah. Let's let's uh let's spend an hour to just riff about the movies that sucked in 2019. Cynicism rules all. I like the cynicism. Yeah, we usually Sin are, City, we? and I love Sin City. We usually are cynical, aren't yeah. we? So, hey. I mean, normally we try to put a, a positive spin on the things that we see, even if we don't like them. Every so often, it's good to kind of just recognize it for what you felt it was. Right. And yeah. we try to be as honest as we can without getting too much into the uh, gory details sometimes. How much we succeed is really kind of a case-by-case basis. Again, we try. We <laughs> certainly do. So who would like to go first with their first pick for what is the worst movie of the year that they saw this year? Um, 100%. I'd, I'd like to go, please. All right. Go right ahead, my friend. All right. So my number one is going to be the be- or Beach Bomb. Okay. I can't say much. I've seen a other movie by Harmony Korine, but I've not seen this. The Beach Bomb, starring Matthew McConaughey, uh, Isla Fisher, Snoop Dogg, this was a train wreck from beginning to end. And I'm pretty sure the only way that anybody could actually enjoy this, if they were like baked out of their minds and drunk at the same time, preferably if they were also deaf and blind. It looked just from the trailers, like a bad mix of dazed and confused and failure to launch. Uh, I actually give this zero stars. All right. Wow. Okay. Out of a scale of 1 to 5 for stars, or a scale of 1 to 10, it gets 0. You don't know what's going on 99.99% of the time. You understand that there's an overarching story about a guy who is an incredibly proficient pot smoker uh, trying to write a book. Proficient pot smoker. Okay. That's a word. And it's almost reminding me of Cha when he's just kind of going off. At some point, yeah. he 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 actually writes this book, but the it, I hate this movie. I I, I okay then. I, I can't put it any other way, and I don't like saying hate about a lot of things. Just like strongly sure, I I would even go so far as to say that I loathed this movie. Say the word abhor. I, I do abhor this movie. Good. I know how to properly say the word, yes. But I do abhor this movie. Yeah, but it's funny. True. No, wait, no, this movie was not funny. No, saying abhor. Oh, yes. It, to abhor something is complete. Yeah. No, I... I, mm, I Harmony... I think he has strong feelings Kareen, about this. What the F, dude? Uh, I'll recommend you go and watch Spring Breakers. And um, no. you'll still be confused by anything that happened in Beach Bum. Oh, please don't tell me they're connected. They are pseudo-connected. Um, first off, same director. Yes. Uh, Harmony Corrine. And second off, uh, this may or may not be about Harmony Corrine getting really loaded and writing Spring Breakers. <laughs> well, no, this is about a guy writing a book. And who, that could easily be changed to a movie screenplay. It's yeah, a, but he, he loses his wife in a car accident and along the way has this weird on-again, off-again relationship with his daughter. And okay, right after the wife died, that was I would not expect to talk about the daughter. Right, and then he lives went to a very bad place, and he he kind of lives inside of a mansion that's he's not allowed to live in until he finishes writing the book according to the will of his wife, because she leaves him a huge endowment. That is passive aggressive as fuck. Because you're not allowed to live in this until you finish that, book. and you're also not allowed to have this giant pile of money until you finish that book. Because you've been talking about finishing this book for like the past 15 years. Give me a goddamn weekend. I'm done. Yeah. You've been talking about this for... Stephen King and say, and they die. Do this for about 15 years. You've been writing this stupid thing. Meth lab explodes. Everyone dies. Can I Can I get that money now? <laughs> All right. All right. Yeah. And he escapes to Florida to this one area of in the Keys in Florida so he can get high all the time. And that's what he does. And he lives like a bum. Literally lives like a bum. And there's where Spring Breakers comes in. That's literally Harmony Green. That's the director. I mean, Martin Lawrence plays a captain who is so messed up 
that he thinks that a shark is a dolphin and goes to play with it and loses a hand. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I'll say that is very similar to what Spring Breakers was like. Right thing. Uh, Let's move on. It just had a better cast of attractive females. And that's the only only thing that Spring Breaker had going for it, honestly. Oops. Yeah, I mean, not even Snoop Dogg can save this film and he was in it. Um, nice and 90s of you. Well, I mean, he is the king of pot, right? So out of the nineties, Pete. <laughs> Fair, but it's true. Anyways, so I'm I'm done with this because I could go on for hours about how much I hated this movie. Yeah, I I watched Spring Breakers this this year and I'm like I'm not. It just looks stupid. I'm not sitting through another it. movie by uh, Harmony Korine. Uh, when I saw this, the people I saw this with in the film or in the theater was a bunch of uh, crew members, and it was just us. So it was a private screening for us, and. Nobody walked out. Nobody walked out. We were making fun of the film the entire time. Nobody shut up. <laughs> Ripping on it. Eh. That's how bad it was. It was like a 15-person version of uh, um, Mystery Science Theater 3000. <laughs> That's how bad this movie was. When you had to make your own entertainment, the uh, you failed as a movie maker. <laughs> yeah. Right. We had to. Anyway. So, yeah. Okay, we'll, uh, we'll move away from you, Tom. Give you time to settle down so you can really bring in that rage. <laughs> uh, thanks. I appreciate it. Um, I'll go next. And, you know, let's go, let's go with one of the more controversial ones. I enjoyed it when I watched it, but thinking on it, it does not hold up. And that is... Star Wars Episode Nine: Rise of Skywalker. It I was able to enjoy it for the stupid fun that it was when I watched it in theaters with a buddy of mine. But there were there were too many like thinking on it. There were way too many times we looked at each other, rolled our eyes, and groaned. Or I leaned over to him and said, "Oh, watch this is gonna happen." And five minutes later, it happened. Yeah, it just. It was both too predictable and too stupid. There were definitely things I enjoyed in it, like Oscar Isaac is definitely one um, at the at the near the top of that list. I think a lot of the acting and actors were were fine. I feel like yeah. the writing was the most egregious. Like problem. the acting from the actors was probably the best of the new trilogy, and that's kind of sad because yeah. they didn't have the best material. But like looking back, seeing how many weird plot twists things that got brought up that were then like a five seconds foreshadowing that were then immediately used character motivations kind of sometimes took a break oh, I can see or that or shifted and thinking ah, there was just too many problems to be able to enjoy the second time around and that's why I haven't and I, because I'm very scared that I'm going to not even be able to enjoy the parts I did enjoy the first time around. I enjoyed the movie, but it, it is definitely a really flawed film. And, and the I, worst part I'm is... I'm not like, looking forward to ever watching it again. And that, That's kind of sad for a Star Wars film. Yeah. I, I genuinely liked the film for it being a movie, for, for what it was. Like, legitimately. I, I love all the Star Wars films. It doesn't matter. But I can definitely see where you're coming from with this. It felt like there was a direction that was trying to be chosen at the very beginning of this trilogy that started going in one direction that all of a sudden went in like three other directions and didn't make a whole lot of sense. Every time that there was a moment where there could be emotion and actually take this to the next level for Star Wars, it was squandered by taking us away from that and not it, letting us see that. It kind of felt like a problem I have with a lot of with a lot of the Marvel movies in that and yet Marvel's a lot less egregious about this is the fact that they don't let their characters slash actors feel anything. Yeah. They are very one or two note. Those are, they're good one or two notes. Don't get me wrong on that. Again, especially in Marvel. Especially in Marvel. Yeah, yeah they are very good notes. But I'm not allowed, they, they are not allowed to feel, they, they almost don't feel human. Yeah, they're, they're action figures and instead of people. Which, Becomes more and more apparent the longer it goes, and yeah. it kind of felt that with with Rise of Skywalker is that I wasn't looking at people so much as 
very funny joke. I'm watching dark. I'm watching dark helmets smash together the action figures. <laughs> I'm literally watching. I'm watching that, and then someone like I'm watching J.J. Abrams smash together, smash together uh, all the the the, the toys while he's then, coming up. Something. Someone comes up behind him. It's like Sarah's like what? What? Yeah. To me, it was uh, number seven was J.J. Abrams saying. Hey, look at these toys that I I copied from these toys from seven or from the seventies and eighties. Aren't they great? I love these toys. And then Ryan Johnson's like, "Yeah, but you're a creator. You can make new toys." And J.J. Abrams goes, "No, you killed my toy. You're an asshole. I hated everything you made. Here's my thing. I want to do instead." It's like mm, that's the biggest issue I had with nine. A third of it felt like it was course correcting. Yeah, yeah. Whereas I I liked Last Jedi, but it wasn't amazing. The worst part is, like, and it I'm, makes I'm, Last Jedi even less in my mind. Yeah, it's like, of, uh, I'm making I'm making the joke about course correcting, but I won't lie. I would have loved to have had that first third be Last Jedi, yeah. like, ta- like take a couple of the things that did work in Last Jedi, tie it to the first half hour, forty five minutes of uh, of Rise of Skywalker. That's a great movie, actually. Yeah, and I think Rise of, or I think Last Jedi sets up for some really interesting storylines going forward. But but then they just decided not to use them. Like yeah, but yeah, so like you have characters that people didn't love, like Rose. You could have done something with her to make her interesting instead of what you did. But and you just we, sideline it. And uh, the script that leaked for Trevor's. Um, I don't know if either of you have heard that the script that Colin Trevorrow, the original director of Nine, had a mostly completed script that was nah and thrown away, and then J.J. Abrams came back. And it's the it's a really interesting, like I've read the tre- the kind of breakdown of it, and the most interesting part is in the first scene, uh, Rose one is the first person you see on screen, Rose. Poe, Finn, and uh, and Ray are going after where they're making the Star Destroyers, and they end up stealing a Star Destroyer, and they end up using that Star Destroyer to bring a whole bunch of Rebels or Resistance to take out something. I'm like, holy crap, this is awesome! That would have been sweet. <laughs> and there's yeah. and what? There's no Palpatine. Palpatine makes an appearance, but it's a recording. It's oh, not that like just sounds so it's like a hologram. Yeah, and that, uh, that would be sweet. Luke makes an appearance <laughs> as a Force ghost training Ray, and as a Force ghost pestering Ben to come back, come back from the dark side. Yes. So you get him that would sides raiding Ben, uh, Kylo Ren, and trying to get, oh that does sound more trying to turn him. But um, I like real fast. I also I also think there's like like I said, just a couple wasted opportunities. Yeah, cool. Like. You had the thing where uh, Luke pops up, yay, whatever. Well, of course, it was going to pop up. I legitimately would have liked, and I thought this watching it, if instead of Luke, Hayden Christensen's Anakin had popped up. It would have been really interesting. I would have loved to have seen that. I would have loved to have seen that, too, because I would have loved to have had uh, Hayden, well, at least when it comes to Ben, uh, having Hayden Christensen pop up as... Yeah, having Anakin, Anakin pop up, and it's like, what are you doing? Yeah, like... I've been down this road. It ain't good. Yeah, like, you're trying to hold up to my memory. Why don't you hold up to my memory? The memory of Anakin, not the memory of Darth Vader. Like I said, just so many missed opportunities. Yeah. That, that's the biggest... That it, So, I'm not necessarily... I don't... I won't say I hated it. I'm not mad. I'm disappointed. Yeah, I think that's <laughs> Sometimes fine. that's even worse. I think that... You'll notice in mine... That is very much why mine are in the bottom from, from the year. So, and that's kind They're, of the, that's kind of the thing that with a lot of my ads, like I'm not angry at them. It's just I'm thinking it's like I'm a little disappointed. Yeah, yeah. my my big one of the year was. So yeah, let's go. Let's go. Let's yeah, go one let's of yours. just jump into mine. My big one of the year is it chapter two, okay. and. Oh, I remember when you when we talked about it uh, when we were going over the uh, the what we'd seen during the week. You were sad. I loved It Chapter 1. I think It Chapter 1 is a very, very solid, solid horror film. While I'm, it doesn't affect me as much as it did when I first saw it, you know, it's a horror movie that's bound to happen. And I've seen a whole lot more horror movies since I last watched, 
since I first watched it, chapter one. And it kind of still holds above yeah. a lot of those. And I, st- I still think it, chapter one is a very, very creepy, I, well done film. I need to watch it then. Yeah. And the, the fact that it's all the, the kids and the young losers club, it works. I might, I might really have to watch it then. Yeah. And it, chapter two, I will say, is a perfect compliment to it, chapter one. The two are perfect compliments of each other. Just not yeah. in the right way. Um, it's the way they decide to make it a horror movie that is the problem. Is in chapter one, jump scares and cheap scares work on children, and it works very, very effectively when you're in the mindset of the main characters being children. Now, the casting for chapter two is perfect, and I will never say anything negative about, about those cast. I saw it; they looked amazing. Holy crap, those yes. are perfect casting. Hell yes, especially Bill Hader. But yes, 100%. when you're doing jump scares against like 30, 40 year old adults, it doesn't work. So you no. think they were too beholden to the whole jump scare idea and should have definitely gone more psych route? They should have gone more adult horror, more like stuff in the background that adults aren't noticing, and less creepy old lady running at you and turning into a monster, and then you run out of the building and you're fine. And that was just up. They're just nonstop poor scares in the film. And the the whole ritual of Chewed, ritual of Chud, whatever they're calling it. It is Chewed, but I'm not yeah. sure what they said. Um, that whole ritual, it's one, the fact kind of, that it's useless, and two... It's already kind of fucked up in the, in the book. It, yeah. That doesn't necessarily yeah, this, make sense. In this, it makes even less sense, because the, the whole that's point imp- of it... That's impressive, it's actually... In the movie is you have to go and find these talismans of your childhood that will help you remember Pennywise, so then then we can take them down. But why do and how why do they know that they need them if they can't remember Pennywise? Because Mike Hanlon says it and he doesn't forget. But anyway, they go and find them and then have a flashback to when they were kids in this weird moment between when the Losers Club broke up to when they killed Pennywise. And it's like, well I wonder if they're gonna live <laughs> because I... they're children and Who's remembering it? The grown-up version of the the person that you're trying to be scared for, and it's like each of them end up as another jump scare. Uh, ben Hanscom goes back and remembers that I time have... where he sees uh, the girl Beth, maybe. Uh, Doesn't matter. The yeah, the I should remember her name. The redhead. The redhead, and her hair bursts into flames. Oh, yeah. Screams at him and then runs after him, and it's like, oh my god, okay. But they do that for every single character. There's like mm-hmm. six characters that each get these weird flashbacks. And it's just okay. Like it's so the, repetitive. The talis- and yeah, and the talismans are so like like, oh, we need one for the kid that killed himself in the bath or the guy that killed himself in the bathtub. What did he use to like? I don't know, he was Jewish and he had a shower cap. Oh, okay. That wasn't in the first movie. I don't know. We need a just give him a shower cap instead of a yarmulke. And boom. Like, that's his whole thing. Instead of the book that maybe he read from or something he did, it's just kind of like the whole movie's meandering piece, like, mess. And I think that's sad. parts of it work great. Like, I think the casting was great. I think Bill Hader was great. I liked uh, James McAvoy's Bill Denbro. Yeah. But I enjoyed just so much of it's just not. And I think Skarsgård is a perfect Pennywise. I think he was perfect. Man, yeah. creepy. The he, guy, was, he was amazing. The guy who played the older. Um, Scaredy Cat. The older hypochondriac? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I don't remember the guy's name, but he was perfect. Yeah, and... Everyone was per- perfectly cast. Yeah, like, everyone absolutely. was great. They just didn't utilize him the best way. Yeah, and they, they utilized him well. It's just not... The story just wasn't there. And it's always been the, the second half of the... Second half the adult, the has adult always half been pretty weak. So Yeah. It, if, I could, the worst part is, and well, I'm, I'm, I might bring this up after we're done here, because... Yeah. already taking a little too long is I can think of a couple ways to actually make it so that you would have the younger actors there too but yeah. like I said yeah. So, so no yeah just disappointed yeah it was just a massive disappointment and I wanted it to be good I wanted them to stick the landing and they just fumbled hard and then it went on for like two and a half hours for a horror movie it's like uh, ooh. if it was better I wouldn't mind but it just wasn't good shorter is better with horror yeah so I don't know. Uh, Could have been great, just wasn't. Especially considering you came off the good first one, because aren't you, re- you you kind of leaned real heavy? The first one was one. really really good. I loved the first one. I fully agree with that one. That's 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 sad. All right then. 
Well, have you uh, rested your heels long enough, Tom? Yeah. So for this one, uh, I have to bring up um, Goosebumps 2 Haunted Halloween. I don't know if this actually came out this year. I don't think it did. But uh, it feels like it did. It, it, this movie is one of the ones that I saw when I was in the hospital or just out of the hospital. And good gravy, this was terrible. Um, as much as I can respect that, a big part of me is kind of saying, it's like, it's a Goosebumps movie and a sequel. What in the hell were you expecting? So, first off, Jack Black did a really good job with the first movie. Okay. Okay. I enjoyed it. It was meant for the kids, sure. But either way it goes, I still enjoyed the movie. I loved Goosebumps growing up. It was one of my favorite shows. Every Saturday, I had to go watch Goosebumps. And when I saw the first one, I was like, oh, this is great. The second one, I'm like, okay, let's see what this one's about. I'll give it a try. I enjoyed A House with a Clock in Its Walls, another Jack Black film, very similar style, mm-hmm. and enjoyed that immensely. Okay, what was the biggest thing that, was, that just kind of smacked you in the face of, what's the first big thing that kind of smacked you in the face of, oh, I'm not going to have a fun time? Slappy. Oh, it's a character. Yeah. The this is essentially, doll. yeah, the doll. is a, The the movie is, should have been called Slappy's Revenge. Oh, I think I see where the problem comes. And it's called Haunted Halloween. Has a completely different cast. And Jack Black doesn't show up until like the last 15-20 minutes of the film to help save the day. That's not good writing. No. And I'm like... Okay, so you have your manuscripts, and somehow your manuscripts that were there, that were locked, stuff happens. And now this one gets out, and Slappy's all of a sudden here again. And with a completely new cast. And even then, like, the acting was kind of crap. The story was even worse. And the effects were worse than the first movie. And it looks like it may have been made strictly for DVD. That's Which kind of probably was like did that go to theaters or I don't know I maybe I don't remember that's the problem like it was just bad all around and that's something I've seen the most of the Land Before Time movies and this is worse than those wow that's okay then right it was literally a movie that should have ended and never seen to it dragged. For a kid's movie, I think it's like an hour and a half long. I think it, it felt like it was a three-hour film. When an hour and a half drags, you know you screwed up somewhere. Yeah. When you have to get up at the 20-minute mark and go, okay, I need to stretch my legs. And then you do it again at the 35-minute mark. And then again at the 50, and you're just like, is this movie never going to end? That's not great. And then I thought falling asleep for the last part of it. Mm. Someone screwed up. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. This is why I bring this one up. Again, I don't remember if this one actually came out. Uh, that, we'll give you a, we'll give you a pass because you were in uh, you were in the hospital, right? Uh, yeah. came out in 2018, so I apologize. Yeah, close enough. But it was a movie that I saw this year, and don't do it again. I'm not going to. I mean, it had it did have Ken Jeong in it. He's in there, not a huge part, but he's in there, and he plays an eccentric guy that he's really good at playing. Uh, he was totally typecasted, and that's the problem. This entire movie felt like it was a giant typecasted piece of crap. Yeah, so like the old Are You Afraid of the Dark shows? I liked those growing up. They yeah, don't hold up now. Yeah. Same thing with Erie, Indiana, and... Uh, uh, Erie, Indiana. Yeah. Of the, and the Goosebumps, crypt. right? Or, yeah. It felt like it felt like somebody stuck a giant dog turd into a paper bag and lit it on the front porch, and now you've just stomped it out with both feet. All right, I've Guma stomped it. So that's 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 where I'm ending on this rant because yeah, yes, okay, and we'll let you build up to the last one. Woo-hoo, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> okay, next I'll go next, and again I'll throw another controversial one: Avengers Endgame. All right, again Definitely controversial. Yeah. A lot more disappointed than than angry. It's a lot more on just the disappointed side. 
I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it a lot when I watched it. Going back and thinking about it, it is everything I hate about comic books. It is absolutely everything I despise about comic books and how every 10, 15 years, they reset. They hit the button. They go back. They don't deal with the consequences of things that have happened. Mm -hmm. Instead of moving on and trying to cope, everyone's so overcome with grief that they have to turn back the clock. And the one guy... And at this point, I don't think anybody really cares about spoilers. The one I guy... everyone's probably seen the movie by now. Yeah. With how much money it made. The one guy who wants to keep it as it is, because he did manage to move on, he did manage to build a life, gets fucked in the end. Yeah. Yeah. And the more I think about it... <clears throat> no, you know what? There is some anger on that side. There is actually some anger. The more I think about it, they did the fucking comic book thing, where it's like, hey, we want to have this big giant thing, but we also want all our characters, uh, uh to time travel. See, it's not... Alternate dimensions, reality button. Boom. Everything's good, guys. See, I think Endgame did what the recent CW uh, Crisis on Infinite Earths tried to do, and so uh, Oliver Queen dies in that. Everyone knows that by now, if you care about any of the CW stuff. Uh, yep. And that's the only one that dies. What? And that's it. And it's like this huge crossover. And they killed him because, uh, his series ending. <laughs> and it's like, wow, uh, way to pull your punch there, CW. Whereas, right. I think, uh, yeah, killing Iron Man is ballsy, but at the same time, he just completely flopped in his first movie after Iron Man. So we'll get him back. He'll be a hologram. AI loaded into a thing talking to Riri Williams, you know. We're going to see him again. So, so, yeah, it's like, what was the actual consequences? And it's, it, again, it's, I don't, I don't want to get stuck on Five this. years of sadness? Yeah. Oh, boo-hoo, yeah. everyone's fucking dead. Move on. I don't, the big problem is I don't buy the whole humanity, like, getting drowned in their sorrow. We are amazingly resilient creatures. We will move on. Will it suck? Yes. But after, it bugs me. It, like, I, I thought it would just, it was just disappointing thinking on it. No, it is everything I hate with comic books. It is everything. And they are dragging it, kicking and screaming to the big screen because that's, because they want to milk the fucking cash cow. <laughs> I actually thought they did a really good job with it. Oh, it was, it was, yeah. it was great for what it was, but I hate what it represents. Yeah. Uh, I could see the possibility being a problem. Like. The fact that the only ones that really died are kind of... The ones who are already done with it. The ones that are done with their series, like uh, Black Widow and um, Tony Stark and Vision and kind of these characters that are eh, side characters, like Gamora dying, but then they kind of bring her back. Because imagine if they had actually kept that happening. If they had taken out Black Panther, if they had taken out Spider-Man, and yet they still had to make... And they still decided to make new movies and actually had to write around the fact that their main characters their first iterations were dead. But no, they didn't. And I'm going to stop now because I'm going into Tom territory. Yeah. <laughs> and I mean, I, the I, possibility that's been cracked open makes me very hesitant to want to see any other Marvel movie, Marvel movie, superhero movies. Overall, I really like this movie. I can understand your frustration with it. Easily, I can understand it. But again, I easily give this one an 8 out of 10. And I, I give it a 9. I actually think they stuck the landing. They pulled a little bit of punches, but I actually, the overall movie, I feel like, is finally a step in the right direction. And I hope that they stick with him being dead. Yeah, it's for being it, dead. It's, and I will definitely say it's more the part. implications and what I've seen already happen in other media with this sort of thing that is is burdening is burdening my thought process with it because yeah. again there's a lot of good that was in that movie like just the scene between black widow and hawkeye yeah like, like that yeah. is that is one of the most emotional bits in that movie and it was just heartbreaking watching yeah of course they have the the huge fight scene which feels climatic it does feel like this huge like everything's going on and, and for as much going on it wasn't really Busy, busy. 
Yeah. You could kind yeah. of, you fell, you followed like, through. If you have a big screen originally. and you watch the background and go, hey, how are the ducks shooting a guy with a gun? Like, yeah, there's a lot of stuff going on, but visually, it, it's pretty easy to follow. Yeah. yeah. It's, there's a lot of stuff going on and it's awesome because of it. Uh, whether it, they have reached a point in their series that they can do that. That's which is a, which in and of itself is yeah. very impressive. That is I will not. Yeah. I will not detract from that. Like yeah. I said, it is way more. It is the possibilities it has cracked yeah. open that yeah. make me worry. I hope they don't. If they do any time travel, I hope they end with them destroying whatever time travel and never doing it again. Yeah. Like I, the once you start introducing time travel into a series like this, it's very easy to go bad. Yeah, it and is, I it hope is, Loki TV show whatever show i hope that show kind of plays with him time traveling and just messing stuff up and that's where we get our our time travel and not from something i wouldn't mind if 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 that was a combination of time travel slash dimension hopping which ties into strange yeah i think we're gonna get some with scott derrickson leaving uh dr strange 2 the director i don't know what we're doing with dr strange 2 no yeah scott derrickson the director of dr strange left dr strange 2 not guaranteeing that that's uh, actually going to be a thing, or if it's another, uh, hey, look, Sony's leaving Marvel, but we'll see. Uh, there's been no other well, stuff. Ones I'm not, that's one of the ones I was actually looking forward to. Yeah. Oh, oh that, that makes me sad. Anyway, I'm not, I'm so sure let's, going let's get off of Marvel. Yeah. All right, let's get off of Marvel. I'm not going Dark Horse yet. And let's go into uh, ni- what should have been a 1990s action movie in Gemini Man. <laughs> Wow. God, you know he's not wrong. I haven't seen it, but that's a lot. No, it felt like a movie that should have come out like twenty years ago, and some of the effects kind of looked like that. What Stallone's Dread? Uh, mm, I don't know. Uh, Gemini Man was just one that I thought would be awesome. Like the, I, I thought the concept was really cool. The biggest thing yeah. you've already harped on that we're, we're going to briefly mention is the fact that the digital effects on on Junior yes. does not work, and that looks like a damn video game character fighting. Fighting uh, Will Smith. And that is all we're going to say. Hilariously, yeah. compare that, <laughs> and I was asking specifically, specifically you because mm-hmm. I do, I have not, I have not seen Gemini Man. Compare that to the, to the scenes with Sonny and iRobot. I think Sonny looks awesome. I know, but like, like, I've always loved Sonny. I thought, I always thought iRobot really did a really good job. And the fact job. that that's Alan Tudyk. Yeah. Right? Still, still surprising. He but, moves robotic, but he moves robotic because he's robotic. But like I Gemini said. Gemini Man, he moves robotic because he's a got a clone. <laughs> But yeah, like yeah. compare the two of them because yeah. it's essentially the exact same thing. They are both computer generated. Years between the two, basically. Yeah, and they are they are both computer generated fully, and it's like, wow, someone dropped the ball. Yeah, yeah. and right. I know a lot of the the problem and what Angley said why he was doing certain ones is because he wanted to because you'd be able to see makeup lines and you know seventy two frames per second and all this, and it's like the human eye can only see twenty four frames a second. But why? Why? Like, there's no, there's no reason. Like, just get a younger actor and then age him up, or get a younger actor and Will Smith and find ones that look similar. Like, it's the the hey, look, we have young Will Smith, and it's like cool, but it didn't work. Don't worry, yeah. we've got something that'll be just as annoying. Call the Wild. Yeah, I know, Digidog. I saw the trailer in front of, I think it was 1917 again, and I was yeah. like, wow, this is worse the second time around. The more I see the trailer for Call of the Wild, the more I'm like. This, oh my god! We got a CG dog versus a CG bear. Yeah. Oh boy! I saw it and I was just like, um. So Harrison Ford, do you need a paycheck that bad? Yeah. Like so, yeah. So Gem, like, was that the? I I know that was the main draw is the fact that we have younger Will Smith. Was but you you say it's a nineties action film? Yeah, it feels like the the whole story of it is he's an aging sniper. No, wait, sixth day. That was even that's the better comparison. Yeah, there we go. There we go. But I figured it out. He's an aging sniper who still hits a shot, but is a little bit off. So now he's time for him to retire. Sure. Okay. Made this impossible shot onto a moving train from like a mile away, but now it's time to retire. He might have missed that shot, but he didn't. Um. So then they. A secretly been brewing or cooking up a a clone for him <laughs> and now the clone comes after him to retire him and that's the whole story like okay cool and then right. we have Clive Owen as the evil dude that made the clone it's like oh my god okay 
I'm done. That's about it. It's just, I love the director. I love Ang Lee. He's done amazing films, but he also does something like this and Hulk. And like, I'm about to say, he can't do American movies very well, can he? Uh, he did Life of Pi. Life of Pi was great. Couldn't yeah. tell you. I did not and see that. That was a fantastic Like, he one. did Crouching Tiger. I love Crouching Tiger. Well, Crouching Tiger is American. Yeah, but no, like, he, he hits and misses so damn often. And it's not like it's kind and, of, it, it doesn't seem like there's a middle ground with this man. Yeah. Like, it's either phenomenal or, oh my God, why did I waste money? Yeah, Ang Lee and Danny Boyle are those two that just go from, like, amazing to bad. And it's just, <laughs> yeah. It's hard to pin down Ang Lee because sometimes he's just unbelievable and then sometimes he's just unbelievable. Rug mediocre. Like, so, yep. okay. I don't know. It's one I wanted it to be great. And I we got parts of a great movie in a just mediocre bad movie. So I guess that's sixth day. Yeah. And boy, does. That kind yeah. of hurt to say because the visual effects in in uh, in Six Day are actually better. See, like John, I mean, the the visual effects for like most of the movie are great, but there's like so often yeah, when but the the twin Junior Arnold actually look good. Moving, yeah, when Junior is moving, it you just know something's bad, and it draws attention to the the robotic movement of of Junior, and it's just you know what doesn't make any sense about that. Look at, look at video games. Those are those are one hundred percent CG constructs. They move like humans. Yeah. How the pissing hell can movies not do it? How is how is Lord of the Rings almost? Yeah, almost uh, you know, twenty years old and Gollum is. Boy, does that hurt? (laughs) Boy, does that hurt to say? Gollum is eighteen years old now, and uh, how does he look as good as he does eighteen years ago? And we can't get. A good like tasty fake like it's just not yeah Simpsons reference but um it's, I don't know it's just it should have been great but it wasn't and that's the biggest issue. What doesn't work is so weird. That's that's honestly yeah. what it, when something fails and you see why it failed. It's like why did that? Why was that the linchpin that screwed you? This is where Gemini Man and Irishman have kind of the same issue too. Is Gemini Man the movement on um Junior? Just seems robotic and not. You know fluid. it's not human. Yeah, you know it's you know it's computer. You know it's wrong. And some of the somber, quiet moments with Junior work perfect. They look amazing. But then others just he looks fake. You know that thing is digital. Uh, Irishman has very much the same. Where sometimes like De- young De Niro looks digital, but then other times you're like that looks perfect. But then you watch him move, and there's a scene where he stomps on a guy's arm, and you're like that is an old man. That is a young guy moving like an old man, because it's you know seventy year old De Niro stomping on the guy's arm, not forty year old De Niro stomping on the guy's arm. Like you could tell that movement difference, and that's where something like this, they just don't think it out fully. It, they just jump into it. It also shows how impressive the human mind is that it na- it unconsciously and immediately recognizes that that you can look at that. And know instinctually that something's not right about it. You don't know what, yeah. But you know something's off, right? The human brain is such a such an interesting piece. Okay, though, let's. Agreed. I didn't want to spend too much more on yeah. that since we've talked about it at length before, right? So let's go back to the little ginger ball of anger. Yeah. All right. Because you're actually getting a lot more of the of that like actual dislike. Yes, true that. Uh, Wayne told me that we were doing stuff that we disliked. I'm racing that. Hey, go right. That, that That's kind of a good contrast to the two of us. Right. So my final one for the night to bring up, Dark Phoenix. I remember me and Jenny were opposite you two, and we were just watching you two go back and forth with just, wow. Right. So since we've already done most of an episode on this movie, uh, not to go too far into it, other than the fact that Visually, sure, parts of it looked pretty. Congruously with the storyline of everything else, it was total crap. They did... They didn't explain so much. They redid three. Worse. Yes. And... How do you do that? Right, it was already bad, and they made it worse. They made it a craptastic revision of it. Best part is, because of that, you go back and watch the original trilogy. All three movies are good now. (laughs) I was never a. I was never a. I didn't hate three all that much. Neither did I. No, but it had I mean, a lot like, going for it. It wasn't great, but it had a lot going for it. It did. 
And there's a lot to be said for the original cast that did that movie. Ellen Page is hilarious. Yes. Perfect pick for Kitty. Like Rebecca Romaine is still the the biggest downgrade was going to Jennifer Lawrence, which I think Jennifer Lawrence is great. Not for that. Not particularly as Mystique. I think Mystique needed. She's the, got too much of a full body. Like she needed you need, the. You need someone angular. Yeah, you needed the super slender, super like almost. You needed a Rebecca Romaine for that. You need somebody who's able to fit the the body of a predator. Yeah, something that's. They're enough to bring you in and get you intrigued, but enough to know that if you get too close to that, you're probably going to die. As demeaning as it sounds, I look at Jennifer Lawrence and I just want to pinch her cheeks. Like, like she's Aw. a like. Don't get me wrong; she's a beautiful woman, but there's definitely a difference there's between a difference. them in yeah. how they represent that character. That's also why I had a big ass problem when she was the pick for uh, the uh, the Hunger Games. Like she just did not fit the the type. I, I liked her as Katniss. I think she did a very good job as Katniss. Either way, no. So, so like I liked a lot of the people that they have. This, this series, okay, the, the new adaptation, I love. I really love the new adaptation of this. Nightcrawler. The, uh, the casting for for yeah, the new. I like and I like the casting. Oh uh, yeah, Cody Smith, uh, Smith McGee. Smith. Or McPhee, rather, yeah. as uh, Nightcrawler. Like, the look of him was like, yeah, that's that's a Nightcrawler. That, that's, like, on par with the guy from X2. That is a Nightcrawler. Right. right there. And I liked Nicholas I Holt like as Beast. Crazy. And he uh, starts yeah. stabbing people and throws someone in front of a train. Right. I love that. But Why? That's completely okay. unwarranted, but... Okay. Um, and I think they were spot on with James McAvoy and Michael Fassbender. Those are, they, they have been since the beginning. Xavier and uh, uh, Lencher. Like, I think they did a great job. But the story for this was just all over the place. They didn't want. They didn't give you lead ups to. Oh, hey, here's this thing. Here's what's going on. No, 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 no. There, we need to save astronauts in space. We're going to send the X jet, which can go into space now. Yeah, the, we're going to send the Blackbird into space. What? That I mean, like it doesn't have the power. Like I, if unless, I'm not mistaken, unless Jean Grey. Psychic it out to space, which would actually be kind of cool. Come on, right? Yeah. No, I remember watching the original cartoon of this for Uncanny X Men. Oh my god! For the Phoenix Saga in the nineties. Okay, right, and I loved it. I see this and I go, "Why didn't you explain all these things?" And if you're going to give us the Phoenix Saga, give us the Phoenix Saga. Don't just go, "Well, here's Dark Phoenix. Enjoy." Okay, bye. The biggest disappointment to me, just from hearing you guys talk about it, was the realization that, if I remember correctly, she was blonde. The blonde chick that was talking, muttering sweet dark nothings into Jean's ear wasn't a manifestation of the Phoenix Force trying to corrupt her. It was an actual separate character that she'd never met before, but apparently was trusting. It's like, I'm sorry, what? Yeah, it was an alien race that was trying to get the power back from the Phoenix Force. Because you see the trailer, and that looks like what you would expect a manifestation of a powerful millennia-old force trying to corrupt its current user. And I was like, that's amazing. Only she can see her. That's great. And then it turns out I'm wrong. Yeah. Why? Right. And, again, they don't give you the full treatment that this should have gotten. This shouldn't have been one movie. This should have been the culmination of a couple of movies that actually gave you the story of the Phoenix Saga. And yeah, Fox was losing the X-Men, so that I... Yeah, I feel like they just kind of gave up on this. Which, yeah, it sucks. Which is, I think, what why we haven't gotten New Mutants yet. Which it makes me very afraid. So, I'll hold out hope, goddammit. But now that it is under Disney, I think reshoots might have been the best thing to happen for uh, New Mutants. So, right. I can hope, Devin. I can, like, it's 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 slim, but I'm going to hope that New yeah. Mutants comes out and it's going to be good. Or at least I'll enjoy myself. Yeah, because this one, I mean, this is going to be the last thing I say about this, but this one, what it really feels like is Fox decided, hey, we've got this property. This is a story that we really wanted to tell. How can we tell it and mess it up so that way nobody ever wants to touch this property? It's fantastic again. for. 
Yeah. <laughs> they pulled a fantastic pull Yeah, it's it. like, how can we how can we tell our story that we want to tell, but at the same time mess it up so nobody wants to see this property ever again? So we ruin it for the rest, for the future. Mm-hmm. And that's what it really feels like. And it's a sad thing that there's that much animosity between companies that they never want to allow it. You know what I mean? If I, I'm going to break your ball and then it return it to you. Ha 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 ha. No one has fun now. Exactly. So that was the last I wanted to say about it. So yeah, Dark Phoenix. Don't watch it. Okay, from something that was decidedly bad to something that's decidedly meh. Okay. Godzilla King of Monsters. Ugh. Yeah, I yeah. I, I don't remember it. I didn't real I was looking down the list of the big one name movies that had come out this year. <laughs> I'd forgotten it come out this year. <laughs> and that's kind of everything I need to say about it. Yeah. I remember the the last Godzilla. I could have used more of the actual lizard, but we all remember when he grabs the Muto, rips open his jaw, and then breathes fire breath down its neck. Yeah. Cooking it from the inside. There was a giant cheer in the in the theater when that happened. Yeah, and I don't I, remember. Like, I know Godzilla versus a bunch of monsters. I don't remember it. Except Mothra, who was just there. I literally don't remember uh, the movie. Yeah, everyone's... Man, it's been a while. But it's not been a while. The other movies I've said have come out, other than it... I guess, yeah, they've come out after. Wow, okay. But, Endgame came out before King of Monsters. Yeah. I remember Endgame way better than King of Monsters. Explain that to me. The, the worst thing I can say about it is that I don't remember that movie. Yeah. Like, my lowest rated of the year is Dark Phoenix. Godzilla's second lowest. <laughs> it's purely because it didn't, it didn't really offend. It just didn't be they, spectacular. They tried to shove every monster they could into this so that they don't use them in later movies maybe except for Kong that's going to be a one-sided battle but a monkey versus a nuclear powered uh, lizard okay 10 on the monkey who can yeah (laughs) Yeah. who can melt cities ooh man this is going to be great for King Kong (laughs) 10 on the monkey but he's just going to look at it and go "Ah, I have those skull crawler things I can do this 10 the two of them fighting for a little bit Godzilla saying Martha um King Kong going, oh, okay, let's fight that thing instead. And then them beating up a robot. I would love if somehow Godzilla versus Kong played out exactly the same beats as Dawn of Justice. As Dawn of Justice. Look, you can even you can even make it work. Uh you've got this like Kong has his woman, right? He he steals he steals a woman and loves her. Boom, there you go. There's your there's your romance. Where's well, your Lois Lane? In this case, it's Godzilla has the girl because of uh, Millie Bobby Brown. Oh, yeah, she was in that movie, wasn't she? That's right. Going, hey, I've got this giant thing that's going to bring everything together. Don't worry, I'm going to be the catalyst for all the destruction. Yay! I'm going to now end up in a in my house, which we haven't established is in the city. Yeah, it's <laughs> well, fine. It's all, all good. All I'm saying is that if if they were to make a movie where Godzilla turned out to be a giant, like not only was he caused by radiation, but he also gave out radiation, and basically walked walked through the city, turning it into another Chernobyl. I would love that. I'm almost expecting them to go, hey, you have uh, Godzilla, you have King Kong, here's Mech Godzilla. And then they fight Mech Godzilla, and then the humans go, well, and that turns into Rampage. Oh. <laughs> and the rock shows See, up I and goes. Rampage was actually a lot of fun. It was like what this movie should have been. That's yeah. what I mean, though. It's like it's like we've got the giant radioactive uh, lizard. We've got the giant monkey. Uh, what was the other one? A rat? Flying fox? Uh, flying wolf? There was the crocodile. It was a wolf. Yeah. And, and then there was a giant crocodile. Wings or something. Well, that was the lizard, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. that was the lizard. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So you had the lizard, the monkey, and a wolf. Yeah. So boom, we just gotta get Wolfman. Radioactive Wolfman, who's grown to 3,000 times his and size. And the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles get involved, because it's Secret of the Use Part 2. Yeah! And then Daredevil comes in, and all of a sudden, Marvel has a giant fit, buys the company, and shuts it down. Alrighty then. Yeah, it, it was forgettable. It was, which, you're talking about a giant, what, 50-story lizard. That breathes nuclear fire. How in the shit do you make that forgettable? And you can nuke him, and he turns into a radio radioactive thing that wipes out a whole city while how, it steps. How the hell do you make that forgettable? 
But don't worry. Godzilla then, 2000 didn't make it. Forget it all. But don't worry. The world will just keep on going on as if nothing happened. Yeah. Even though you destroy an entire giant city. It's fine, guys. Yeah. It's fine. There's <laughs> multiple cities destroyed in that movie, and it just feels like they're going to go, yeah, well, that was a thing that just happened. Yeah, and it's not like people actually died in this it's, film. It, going, going back going back to Star Wars, Star Wars, it's like I'm, I'm bashing the giant toy figurines together. Oh, um, wow, sir, giant. We need some, we need some uh, you know, humans in this movie. No. Okay, okay, Optimus will punch the, I mean, um, uh, Godzilla will punch one of them. Yeah, um, sir, we need you to kill somebody. Sure, I can kill the 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 jazz one. No, we're doing Godzilla. Oh, uh, I, can, I can kill the good character. We just <laughs> killed one of these characters. What was his name? I don't know. Asian person has an Asian sister. Grant just looks the same. <laughs> let's kill. Let's kill the good character. That had the actual story that was interesting. Yeah, there's. I don't know. Godzilla's just there's. Yeah. It, I'm pretty sure Robot Chicken would have done a much better job in this film. Boy, is that true. Because then we would have actually seen the toys being bashed together. <laughs> you know, he's not wrong. Yeah. And that's kind of the sad point. <laughs> yeah, it... Again, more just disappointed. Yeah. It got more heated with Endgame. This is just... There should I, have been I, something. It ended and I felt... And I immediately thought, why? Uh-huh. Why was that a movie? And again, mm. you have giant, radioactive, mythical creatures battling each other. And me, <laughs> a guy in his 20s, who should be saying yes and cheering the entire time, is looking at it going, why am I wasting my time with this? Yep. You screwed up. Yeah. You have made a mistake. Came out the same week as something else. Because I remember I saw it like after something that was better and went, oh, well, uh, I, cho- I chose the right movie <laughs> kind of thing. So, yeah. All right. That's that. That was my last one. Devin. Uh, well, my last one. Oh, man. OK, where do I start with this train wreck? Uh, <laughs> wow. OK, we're running out of high now, babe. <laughs> OK, so Gemini Man was disappointing, but I wasn't expecting anything from it. I was expecting fun and that's it. It was disappointing (laughs) because I liked the original. Godzilla was just forgettable, and I didn't really like the original. Dark Phoenix was disappointing, and I kind of like all the rest of them. This one, this is the third in a series-ish. Number two is one of my favorites of all time. And the first one was great. This is Hellboy. Oh. Oh, and why did we forget that? Right? Oh, wait. Yeah. There's a reason why we forgot. That. So, <laughs> apparently, this has nothing to do with Del Toro's movies. Huge strike number one, firing Guillermo del Toro to make this piece of shit. Right. Second. Right. I remember how angry he got. Oh, I love Rob. I love Perlman. I think Perlman was great as Hellboy. Yes. Perlman had a cliff face that they smoothed out. I love David Harbour. David Harbour was casted great in this movie. Yeah. Whoever the living shit did his makeup deserves to get drummed out of Hollywood because <laughs> he was fighting his makeup through this entire movie. Yeah, and it was sad. Uh, then whoever wrote this film should not work again because I don't know what the what the hell this movie was supposed to be going for. I've seen comparisons to Infinity War, and it's like they set six pieces off of some blood queen instead of just burning it. But okay. Six pieces off to the different parts of the, the world, and then some character collects them throughout the movie. And then Hellboy goes, Aha, fight time. It's like, okay. But I don't know. It's just the whole movie is like, we have an R rating, so let's be R rated and throw around F bombs and throw around gore. And hey, look over there, that person's getting punched. Hey, look at that. These awesome visual effects that like demons from hell start rising up at one point. They're awesome looking. And then they just get sucked down into the the, the hell swingers. But like, <laughs> like we finally get to see Hellboy holding the flaming Excalibur blade while his horns are on fire. But that means nothing because this is a new movie. It's not the same character. It's not. There's no character development in this movie. And like anything that we do know, they just say to us, like, "How are you able to do all these magic things?" I don't know. Uh, it might have been that one time that I got kidnapped by fairies. And then just never explain on that. Like, that's a storyline we never hear of. You know, Hey, 
Hellboy, how did you uh, do this thing? Uh, you're going to have a flashback that you've already seen in a different movie. Yeah, about like that. And that's like it. It's like the, the whole movie just, it's nonsense. It's, and as much as I wanted to love this movie, as much as I, I love Miley Jovovich, she's terrible in this movie. <laughs> she, and the only time I've ever enjoyed Mila Jovovich is when she, uh, when she's basically in some trash B movie. Like she, which is kind of what that is, which sucks. Like, I like Miley Jovovich. She's a genuinely attractive actress that has had some good movies. And I like David Harbour. I I love uh, the guy who plays Ben Dymal on Daniel Day Kim. But just the whole movie, just you could tell that they didn't want to do Del Toro, but they wanted to keep the rights, so they just do this thing instead. Yeah, and it is just such. A sloppy mess of a movie and Hellboy just kind of want like flounders through the movie until it's like oh, I guess I have to fight you now okay cool right like their casting was great for this film but the writer should stick to writing in his journal yeah it's, and even then you might have somebody check it to make sure it's okay yeah it's just overall like there's just so many issues with this movie and it flopped so we're not seeing a sequel even though the whole time they teased a sequel like they're teasing a universe like we have lobster johnson we have baba yaga showing up saying like i want you to go and do this we have we have abe sapien cameo near the end we have a whole bunch of different storylines that could be cool in a sequel yeah but it's just like you could tell they just wanted to make a another franchise but they didn't want to put the time into actually making the damn franchise like the movie just assumes you know who hellboy is and just runs with it even though everything about this movie feels different than the previous ones Mm -hmm. and that is where you fired the one of, if not the greatest director working right now, to hire some guy that has made crap films and probably was a yes man that just wanted to make it gory. Like, I don't know what else Neil Marshall has done. I'll pull it up here. But Dog Soldiers was okay. The Descent was okay. Doomsday was terrible. And nothing else was even remotely memorable. Like, you fired Guillermo del Toro to, fight, to hire this asshole. And it's like, <laughs> choose your words. Choose your words. Yeah, fuck, fuck, fuck. We're rated R. No, no. I'm saying like, don't, don't just kind of you, you, like a sentence. It's just you're eating a sentence is what's happening. <sighs> yeah, it, I don't care about that. It answer. had such a, it has such an interesting character and mythology, and it touches on that character and that mythology, but doesn't do anything with it. It just kind of falls apart. I hate that. I think it's the laziest, most sloppy movie of the year. And as much as I want to see it again and maybe critique it without my hatred for it getting in the way, I don't think I can. So, yeah. That's my least favorite movie of the year. That's pretty, a little sad. Pretty hands down, Hellboy. Which is completely opposite to what, like, 2008, where my favorite movie of the year was Hellboy 2? Yeah. And one of my favorite movies of all time is Hellboy 2. And I love that movie, and I think the production design is amazing. This had moments of cool production design. Everything else was terrible. Yeah, and I mean, and it... There were parts where it genuinely felt like the Dark Horse comics. Yeah. And then they were like, cool, we can finally do what we want to do with this and, you know, make it that Radar R thing just like the comics. And that would have been fine. But I agree. They got rid of Guillermo del Toro and they're like, you're, you're sitting there going, well, what's left to do with this film? Yeah, what's the point of this now? Yeah. So, yeah, I don't know. It's just, I wanted it to be good. It was not. And that's all I can really say about it. It's just... A colossal failure of a movie. And it makes me really sad that my least favorite movie of the year is Hellboy. Well then. So. Yeah. So I that's think our... We, uh, I think we pretty conclusively went over just the dredges. Yeah. Uh, I'll say my least favorite of the film festival, Troop Zero. I will honestly say, though, considering how much has come out, the fact that we can only really come up with not much more than this, like, I think the most... Like, you two had the most, but even then you only had about, like, half a dozen. I could throw out, like, Velvet Buzzsaw, but nobody saw it. Or Great Hack, nobody saw it. But I mean, like, in general, like, you both had about half a dozen. I had the three. It's like, considering how much came out this year, that's not bad. No. We had a really good year. Uh, I mean, some really shit movies, but hey. I mean, the only other one that I can think of off the top of my head was Lion King. And visually... That shouldn't have happened. Visually, sure, it was pretty. But that was the only thing I had going for it. They ruined a perfectly good movie. Just wait, they're going to do it with Mulan. I'm actually looking forward to that one. Eh. 
I haven't given any of them my uh, <laughs> my money just because. I Aladdin. Yeah, I like Aladdin. I think they did a perfectly good job with that film. I would have liked to have seen it a little bit closer to what the stage musical is, but hey, I'm not disappointed with what we got. So, well, that was our least favorites of the year, or the colossal waste of our times. Uh, any last thing anyone wants to say before we close out this episode? Just because we go over something like this, that we have something where it seems like an overtly negative view, that does not mean that we don't enjoy movies. It's always good to look at the negative along with the positive. Though it's also key to try to look more on the positive side so you don't go spiraling into a deep depression. (laughs) Been there, done that, still doing that. Anyway. Uh, Yeah, so, Tom, any last thing before we... Um, Just remember, when you go into a movie, try to walk into the film with an open mind about it, because it may just surprise you. Sometimes they will disappoint, but I found that most of the time they, they, they surprise you, and you, you actually enjoy it a little bit more that way. And so. sometimes they'll pull a bagpipe out of a dragon's ass. So. <laughs> wow. Yeah, also no, nobody, nobody here has seen Cats, so if you're expecting us to harp on Cats, nobody's bothered watching it. Nope. I haven't seen the original production. Mm. I, I saw it on stage when I was a young kid. I'm intrigued because I've heard actual good things about this from somebody I, I trust. So, All we'll right. see. Well, that's our episode. Uh, we'll be back next week talking about the um, big Oscar movies coming out. So, uh, pivot away from the crap, uh, hopefully. And uh, the Oscars are, what, the 9th of February? Yes. Yes, so we'll are. be doing kind of an, We're going to be all hanging out, watching, and we're going to be doing Oscar ballots and all that. This so. is the first time I'll actually watch the Oscars. Well, yeah, uh, it's fun and also kind of depressing and a little bit long. So uh, we'll be back next week. Uh, bye, everybody. Take care. See ya. Go watch more movies. <laughs>